Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> yes. Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to the Just Jillian season premiere after show. We are so excited to have the show happening. We're so excited that we're going to be covering two episodes in one night. We'll be here every other week. Let me start by introducing my lovely co host. We will eventually have three of us, but tonight is just the two. Hello, guys. My name is Dakota T. Jones. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. What about you? And I'm Erin Lane. You can follow me on Instagram at Always Eat Your Cake. And please do Always Eat Your Cake. And find <laughs> me on Twitter at Love Erin Lane. All right. So, Dakota, this episode started off with kind of a little overview of everything we're going to see this right. season. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things I was noticing is we're kind of seeing this different side of Jillian than probably anyone has ever seen before. Yes. She seems, at least if you watch The Biggest Loser, <laughs> that she was super hardcore, kind of aggressive. She screamed at people to, like, run until her fat cried. So <laughs> it looks like this is going to be kind of an insight into maybe a different side of her that... People that love her might know a little bit about people that hate her might end up loving her. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I've watched Biggest Loser so many times. Like, I've, I've always been there for all the seasons. I love her. She is scary, though, intimidating, you know? But after seeing the first two episodes, I was like, wow, like, she actually... I don't. I mean, she like has all these feelings, and she's she's very much like a, like a down-to-earth mom type of person. But when she doesn't get her way, she definitely makes sure that she is the one in control. So I guess um, the main thing is Jillian and Heidi. Heidi is her partner. that They've been together for a long time. Seven-year relationship. They are not married, but they do have two kids. Lou is adopted from Haiti, which is the girl. And then we also have the son, Phoenix, who is two years old. And he um, actually was... He's half Latin. I guess Heidi used the artificial insemination. Yeah, they said that they have one of kind of the most diverse families yeah. you can find. Um, same-sex couple with two adopted children, mm-hmm. but their kids are so freaking cute, yes. man. They're adorable. Um, it seems like kind of the overarching theme of this episode is this whole work-life balance for Jillian. She's obviously a huge mogul in the mm-hmm. fitness and wellness empire. She has what, 15, 15 million DVD sales, seven published books. Eighth on the way. Eighth on the way, yes, which we find out a little bit later is actually going to happen. Um, And she obviously, she has a really high-profile, high-stress job, but then she also has this family. And Mm -hmm. it seems at times that she may have some 
struggles balancing that. What are your thoughts? I think she definitely has trouble balancing. I mean, I think anyone with her, like, high-profile self, they're going to have problems if they're always traveling, you know. I know she said she tries to loop or, like, group her meetings together. So when she goes to different places like New York, she's able to, you know, group them in so she doesn't always have to continuously throughout the year leave, leave, leave. But, yeah, even leaving her family for, like, two days, you can see, really affects her. I mean, she was in tears with Heidi on the phone. It's just so sad to see, but, I mean, like... She always comes back to her family at the end of the day. I think she's a great mom. Um, something interesting that's not the most traditional was definitely that she was comfortable cursing in front of her little children. I was very surprised to see that. I was like, I what are it. you doing? I was like, these poor kids. The, the You could hear the kids say, what is this word? And she's like, well, that word is this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, I mean, at least she's being honest with them. But it's pretty funny to watch her so open with them. Totally. I actually loved that. That was one of my favorite parts really? in the right in the beginning of the show. They talk about their different parenting styles. Yes. So Heidi is very new agey. She's very soft and comforting. Yeah. And Jillian, obviously, it's not yeah. that. She even gets kind of annoyed when Heidi calls her sensitive, which she is. You can but tell. I love that she sits there and she's like, oh yeah, that's, that's what BS means. And yeah. the kid's like, I don't understand at all. And she's always talking about like farting on her kids. I, and know. I think it's I'm hysterical. Like, I've never seen that side of her. It was very, very fun. It's playful. And I, I really like seeing that. And it almost like it makes me connect with her more. Right. Seeing this playful, fun, really candid, really loose mom. Right. Something that we're definitely excited to see as the season goes along. Um, something else interesting was her her friend Giancarlo, which is now her business partner, but they started off just friends. He is funny. I don't know how he handles himself. He's trying to like you know clean up the mess every time Jillian says anything in these meetings. It's just so funny. He's trying to like clean it up. He said he feels like the construction crew that comes in at the end to try to clean up the mess. I just feel I feel bad for him. Like how does he even cope with himself knowing day to day there's going to be a problem and it's going to be big and I have to clean it up. But well, he, I think he definitely he's like hurting cats all yeah. the time. And Jillian I think makes it extra hard because she's very Type A mm-hmm. and needs to be in kind of control of everything which seems like that actually might be part of why she does struggle mm-hmm. with balancing work and home is because she needs to be the person fixing everything or right. in charge but she has Giancarlo who is really good at that Yeah, but I don't know it seems like she has a little trouble letting go right like the for instance like whenever they brought in the new clothes that were going to be on the Kmart line um she totally freaked out when they brought out that skort I guess they call them people are wearing these skorts and I have the quote here she said I would rather stick needles in my eyeballs than run in a dress like that Okay, I'm not sure about you guys, but I actually totally agree with that. Maybe not the needles in my eyeballs part. Yeah. But I cannot imagine running down the street in a freaking dress. So I'm with her on that one. And they also had the um the camel toe capris. Oh my gosh, those were great. I just I understand kind of I guess why she is so type A because there's a lot of curveballs coming in constantly. Right. And if her, I mean, you know, all these people who are putting these clothes through, you know, their name is not the one, like, stitched on the clothes. It's Jillian's name. So she doesn't want anything that would misrepresent her brand whatsoever. But I did think it is hilarious because Giancarlo is so loyal. He goes and, like, tries on this skort to try to, like, prove to her, like, hey, look, you can have this in your line. It was just so funny. Like, he literally does anything for her. He looked good in it. It was hilarious. He's like, look, I don't have to sit like a... Like uh, Katie Couric, I think he said. He's like, I can sit with my legs open with this thing. I love it. He's definitely, I think, kind of a core member of her team. Yeah. That's another thing I really liked in this season premiere is how close she is with her team. She doesn't treat them 
like they're her minions or anything. She treats them like pretty much like they're part of her family. They're like right. an extension of her family almost. Yeah, they like watch her kids, everything like that. I think it's just crazy. I mean, they obviously have a big family. I mean, big as in four, but like with all their extra assistants and hairstylists and mm-hmm. everything. Can we just talk about the fact that they have like a few houses? They have this beach house that yes. like is just beautiful, but like how do they manage all those households and like all the kids? It's just crazy. Well, she was saying, I think the beach house has been in transition for years yes. and they're spending tons of money and time. So that's just another thing that she has to put her energy into. Right. Um, but it's funny. I loved when she was talking about money with uh-huh. the example of the milk of, you know, you come in and, oh, I need milk. It's $3. Okay, I have to buy milk. Oh, this milk is organic and from a special cow. Fine, I'll spend $5. And then someone overhears that and swoops in and they're like, <laughs> but this special milk is $20. And she's like, no, absolutely not. I so, love that she has that line where she draws in the sand. She's like, you know, she's fortunate to have a lot of money but like she draws the line in the sand she's like don't try to take advantage of me just because yeah like $20 milk is ridiculous type of thing you know what I'm saying and she's super grounded about it all like when they're talking about the beach house and putting everything in she has her certain things that she's like like the Ganesh sculpture coming from India that has to be in and it's like a hundred and something thousand dollars and then everything else she's like why why would we possibly spend the money on that so she definitely has the mom side of her for sure. Right. And I guess Colin was his name, the interior designer. This poor guy has been working on that beach house, guys, for five and a half years. Five and a half years on one beach house. You think, you know, those things are, they're big, but they're they're also, I mean, like, kind of cram-packed, you know? I'm just like, how could you spend five and a half years on something like that? But it's going to look great. And I mean, from the looks of it, it already looks amazing. Well, and going from the beach house to what seemed at first like Jillian's worst nightmare is the farmhouse. Um, oh, my gosh. It's kind of Heidi's, I think, sanctuary. Yeah. And when they first talked about a farmhouse, I did not... I thought it was, like, farmhouse-style home. Yeah. It's a full-on farm. Yeah, it is. With, like, a tree growing out of the middle of the floor in one of the rooms. They've got, like, frog tiles. They have this beeping noise from the alarm that they can't shut off that's been going off for a week. It was just so funny to see someone who's used to having everything her way. She just, like, was thrown into this world where every little thing was annoying her and freaking her out, and she was not having it. It was hilarious to watch. It is actually really funny to watch her kind of go through these emotions Mm -hmm. when she gets upset because she, even though she has this reputation for being aggressive or really intense, Mm -hmm. she's so good-natured about it. Yeah. You know, she she gives people crap all the time, and she's always joking around, but even Even when she gets upset, it seems like she's being really fun with it. Right. I mean, that goes into, like, when she was getting ready to have her first show, like, when she went to the UK. Um, That was absolutely hilarious to watch. I didn't know she was so superstitious. Like, she dropped the microphone and she freaked out. She's like, what am I going to do? I've never dropped the microphone before. What does this mean? Am I going to have a bad show? And she's, like, always putting on her daughter's socks, you know, before every show for good luck. I didn't see her as that kind of person. I figured she was very black and white, not, like... It's funny to see someone who's so powerful, like, have these little quirks like that. I totally agree. I would have never pegged her as superstitious like that. And it's, like, down to minute details superstitious. Yes. Chloe, who we met, her hairstylist, who seems to be one of her best friends, and they have a really funny relationship. But Chloe has to touch her hair Mm -hmm. before she goes out. And then, like you said, she dropped the mic, and now 
she feels like she has to drop the mic every time. Yeah, she's like, that'll be an expensive habit. <laughs> it's, I think it's so funny. Those are the things that you would never know about someone. People get such a one-sided view Very. of a celebrity. You know, she, her job was to be a trainer on Biggest Loser. Right. So that's the role she filled. And now we're seeing all these other facets of her life. Right. And something that really was something that I've never seen from her before the 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 small portion of the episode where they did the meet and greets that showed like all these people interacting with her that have you know their lives have been changed by her that was so touching to see like she really took the time you could tell like on meet and greets like from the meet and greets that I've been involved with you always have to like go quick 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 and you could see she was like no I'm taking my time with this person and she heard what they had to say took their letters wanted to like wipe away their tears messed with their hair making sure they're all right it was just so touching to see like i've never seen that side of her before well i don't know if you guys have followed jillian before but she had kind of a transformational experience when it came to health and fitness you know she was an overweight child she was bullied and so i think for her making these connections with people and really changing their life is something that is really heartfelt for her and Mm -hmm. is something that she holds very dearly right and it's so crazy to see all all the people from all over the world that came in for her motivational speaking and it was it was just so cool to see all these people coming together for one person who had impacted all of their lives that shows that she has done her job she is an amazing woman who is very powerful very motivational and is like captivating this huge audience all across the world well and health and fitness you know it seems silly to think that that could change your life but having her dvds or her books to someone that that changes how they feel about themselves how they interact in society that really can be a huge thing and it shows in the way that they interact with her you know people get starstruck but this was something totally different yeah it was it was so touching to watch and moving from that let's get into this crazy housewarming party that she had with her with all of her friends at this i think it was at the was it at the beach house it was at the beach house that's finally finished oh my gosh what do you think about that party that was happening she's like i want it to be sophisticated i want to have intelligent conversations and what did it end up being that was what was hysterical is i was thinking she was being the same type a you know organized and they end up i hear everyone tie a balloon around your waist (laughs) and then all of the friends are trying to pop the balloons. It's the game where, you know, you put your body on another person's body and try to pop your balloon. And it was so fun to see her get loose and silly like that. Mm-hmm. I think that taking that time away with her friends and, you know, her partner and kind of forgetting about kids and work and mm-hmm. everything and just popping a balloon on your girlfriend, that, you know, it's a really cool side to see. It was really cool. And uh, it, was, it was really interesting to see from where they were doing all of that, having a good time, and then all of a sudden you could tell it got really serious. And at first I was like, what, what's going to happen? And then I think it was her friend Andy, mm-hmm. I believe, who asked Jillian if she would be interested in becoming ordained and marrying her. And um, was it her boyfriend? Yeah, so she's engaged, she has a fiancé, and it seems at first like this is going to be this really sweet, touching moment, which it is when Andy asks her, and then Jillian, Jillian first, she says, are you high? Yeah. Like, it's the most outrageous thing to ask ever. So it was so (laughs) cute because then Andy starts tearing up, and then Jillian's face is just like... Because, I mean, Jillian doesn't even want to get married. She's made it very, very clear. She's like, we've been together for all these years. Why now do you want to get married? Like, so it's so funny to see someone who's, I mean pretty much against marriage for herself at least to be like oh my gosh now I'm gonna have to get ordained and like marry my friend like it was so funny to see her reaction and I kind of felt bad for Heidi because you saw Heidi's reaction once 
she said, yeah, of course, you know, I'll get ordained. Like, Heidi's face was kind of just, like, to herself and kind of sad. And I was like, poor Heidi. Well, that's the thing. She was right after that. Another couple of that are their friends yeah. announced their engagement. And then the question gets, gets turned on them immediately. Right. And you do see that disparity a little bit between mm-hmm. how Jillian feels about marriage. She feels she's already committed. She's been committed for seven years. They have yeah. a family. But to other people, and maybe to Heidi, marriage can be really important. And yeah. What do you think is going on? Do you think that there's some tension there between them? There's definitely a lot of tension between them. And I, I feel bad, but I, I do think that by the end of this series, I feel like they're going to at least take the ne- next step in order to get engaged at least. I mean, I feel like you could tell while talking, she had this very one-track mind about it. She was like, well, so-and-so and so-and-so, they never got married and they've been together ever since, but so-and-so and so-and-so got married and they've got a divorce. And she's like, I'm not against marriage, I'm just against divorce. But it's like, I don't know. Well, that's something that kind of came up in her podcast, I mm-hmm. think, touches on her maybe fear of commitment, but it's more of a fear of, I think, abandonment mm-hmm. because that was a very touching moment. She ends up tearing up that's the sensitive side that Heidi was talking about that's coming out. And they start touching on her relationship with her father, which right. she mentioned, you know, with her very, very younger sister. Mm-hmm. She ended up kind of being a mother to her sister because her father just walked out of the picture. So do you think that that father-daughter relationship has anything to do with her not wanting to get married? I think so. I think after seeing someone walk out like that, it's very very scary and always in the back of your mind you're thinking okay if i like fully commit to this person there is a chance that they will not feel the same way in the future and leave and i feel like that definitely is something that she's gonna have to work on she's gonna have to see that not all people are like her father you know i i think that after seeing a broken relationship like that you can't help but wonder yourself if the same thing would happen to you so i really hope that she finds peace with that because you could tell it was really tearing her apart in the podcast that she was filming I agree. I think that will maybe be kind of a recurring theme in the show. Um, And it's something I think a lot of people don't know about her. She seems like a very strong woman, very Mm -hmm. driven, which she is. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't have things that are difficult for her. And this, you know, in relation to her family, which is so important to her, I think might be that one thing that is keeping her from feeling peaceful in that family situation. Right. So now do you want to move on to the second episode that we yes. got to see? This one is called Comedy of Errors. And this one was very, very comical for me to watch. I actually watched it twice just because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, so basically, Jill wants to go to New York for... She's got a few meetings. She groups them together. And she wants to bring her little daughter, Lou. And, you know, it starts off very normal. Hey, Nicole, can you please book my daughter's ticket for New York? I want to stay on the 34th floor at the Soho Hotel so I can have a beautiful view. And you're thinking, okay, this is just regular dialogue. I'm not going right. to come back to it. But... I mean, it seems like a totally normal thing to ask your assistant, right? Book my ticket for my daughter and get me a high hotel room. And sweet, <laughs> poor sweet Nicole. I just, I love her for reasons I can't figure out. <laughs> But it was kind of a telltale sign when Uh they get in Nicole's freaking car and it is like a dumpster in the cart. Jill is finding things in that car that who knows where they came from. An acid wash CD case, trash, everything. So I think a book for like French for cats or something like how to teach your (laughs) how to teach your cat how to speak French. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? And she's like, I'm trying to motivate people. I'm trying to build this empire of like healthy living. And then young teenagers over here this is on their reading list it was just so funny to watch her like grill her over that it was hysterical and you're kind of getting the feeling that 
Nicole maybe isn't great at her job, right. which might be an understatement. And she also, though, for some reason is, you know, she's important to Jillian. And in a scene a little bit later, she walks outside and this brand new beautiful car pulls oh, up. It was so beautiful. And it ends up that Jillian bought Nicole a brand new car and mm-hmm. for the same payments that she would be paying on her old car. And people, I read on the message boards that people couldn't figure out her motivation for it, but I, I think it's clear. <laughs> I have to do too. I think she just wants to invest in her employees and help Nicole get better. Yeah, I think for sure. And I also, I'm, I, this is another reason I think she just didn't want to have to like sit in that other car anymore with Nicole driving her around. Like she was like, if I'm going to have to be sitting in your car, we're getting you a new car and that way I can be comfortable. So I think it was like a win-win for both of them. But you could tell Nicole was very excited to get a new car. Honestly, that's probably the real reason. I'm like right. trying to find the deeper meaning the here and I'm like... <laughs> You don't want to ride in a car full of trash. <laughs> very, very true. So before they head out to New York, we mm-hmm. go back to the clothing line that they're getting samples in for Impact Clothing, which is Jillian's line. Right. And following suit of the Camel Toe Capri and the running score, yes. everything is a disaster. Mm-hmm. So it looks like she's had a really successful line mm-hmm. before, and... For whatever reason, this one's just kind of falling apart. I think the reason it's falling apart is because Jillian lives in L.A. She lives in a warm environment. These new, This new season of the Impact clothing line, they're trying to bring out the, the winter, the colder season. So it's kind of funny. Like She's like, why would I want to wear all these layers? This is awful. And it's just, it's like you can't always wear sports bras, like yoga pants. You can't always wear that. Like People around the world, they're working out in different environments. Some of them are going to be, you know, running in the snow. Some of them are going to be running, you know, in a cold environment. So it was just really funny to see. She was like, no, I just want it to be this this way. And it was like, no, you have to, like, go to your audience and see what everyone might need. I love her talking about, I got a box full of polyester bell-bottom pants. Like, (laughs) you put those on and tell me what you think. But, you know, they're definitely... There's a whole team there, yeah. and I, she, once again, she has a little trouble letting go, right. but I can understand that. Your name's on it. You want it to be perfect, but she has a little bit more tolerance for imperfection when it comes to Miss Nicole. So they show up at the airport. Yes, you think it's going to be a lovely trip. They're going to get on the plane and fly away to New York, but it doesn't quite work out like that, I guess. Somewhere in the crazy busyness of Nicole's schedule... She forgets to book Lou's ticket on the flights. So now they're saying it's going to be cost it's going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars for a uh, on the spot ticket. They ended up I think having to switch around seats mm-hmm. and a few people got bumped out of first class and into coach because of this. I don't think actually Nicole was one of them either, which is hilarious. I know. Giancarlo was the one who had to sit in the very, very back of the plane. Poor Giancarlo. I he know. always gets to shorten the And sticker. he's not even the one who made the mistake. He has no more patience for no. Nicole either. He's done. He said, he's like, if, I, if it was up to me, she would be gone. I love her, and I have no idea why. I think I love her because she is such a disaster. Right. And I was watching it, and I'm like, is she... How is it even possible that she is Jillian's assistant? Like, was she cast to do this? But yeah. I genuinely think that she is kind of this, you know, walking tornado of a person that Jillian wants to mentor right. and help. 
I think that too, and I think that it's very clear though that Nicole is very close with the kids. Mm-hmm. Nicole is always there for her. She said, "If if I need Nicole to get on a flight in five minutes, she'll do it. If I need Nicole to watch the kids, she'll do it in a heartbeat." And that is what's very rare to find. Someone who's so dedicated to Jillian's crazy schedule and crazy lifestyle with all these homes and these kids. So I think that she sees in the grander picture that she is for the family. Mm-hmm. But she's got to kind of fix some of these rookie mistakes that are very, very, very bad. Yeah, like her team is telling her the whole point of having an assistant is to make your life easier and more organized. But I think you're right that... The fact that she is so good with the kids and mm-hmm. that she's someone that Jillian can trust with her children, that's really important. A lot of executive assistants, you'd get in there with their suit and their Bluetooth on, right. and there's no way that they would do what Nicole did and go in the bathroom with that toddler <laughs> and wipe her booty. Exactly. Jillian was up in this beautiful room, you know, taking this photo shoot for, like, the the women's magazine. I can't remember which magazine. Do you remember? I know, I know she goes to a, oh, because it's the, the most powerful yeah, women. Powerful yeah, powerful women's, yeah. It's like their one issue for the year. Yeah. And they were just, like, taking the pictures, and all of a sudden Lou's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then Nicole has to go in there and help her clean herself off. And Julian was just having the time of her life watching Nicole suffer because she thought she deserved it. Which she totally did deserve it. I feel like But, it. you know, that kind of shows that full circle of why they're so close yeah. and why she'd keep her around even though she has been told by the rest of her team to give her the boot, but right. she doesn't. So the whole time, though, like while this this whole New York trip is happening, they get to their hotel and Nicole forgot to book the hotel room on the right floor. I mean, I think it is like a higher up floor, but it's more like you literally open the window and she said she saw this this person in the other room across from them like waving at her in like a pink yeah. bathrobe. And I'm over here like, Nicole. All you had to do was Two put things. something above the 34th floor and buy the plane ticket. Right. And that hotel is huge. It would have been so easy to just get a room. I feel bad. If Nicole's watching, we do love you, Nicole. Like, no, we're, we do. We're, we're Team Nicole. But, like, I saw, I think it was today, Jillian actually posted on Twitter that she's like, all of you people on Twitter are, like, offering to be my new assistant. But do you know, have you been watching the show? You see, like, Nicole is really a good person trying to, like do the best she can and she got thrown into this so I mean I think she is probably relatively new as well oh yeah Jillian even said she's in over her head and I feel like most of us have been there with some job or another like almost everyone watching has either been a waiter an assistant you have to start somewhere and you need someone to help you and being an assistant to a celebrity is really stressful it's gotta be super hard and even though we think you know Nicole you had two jobs she probably had a hundred jobs to handle right these ones went overhead. They were kind of important. Jillian wasn't happy, but you know, it's a learning process. So we're definitely Team Nicole. Definitely. We love you, Nicole. Yes, we love you, Nicole. Um, also, with this whole New York trip, we have Jillian going into the meeting with the publisher, one of the best publishers out right now, apparently, is what she was saying. She said, in the sea of publishers, she's the great white. She goes into this meeting, and I feel so bad because she's got her son, Phoenix, at home, who said that uh, like his tonsils were like about to explode or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he ended up in the hospital. Yeah. And I guess he's sick all the time. They call him patient zero because <laughs> yeah. he gets everything under the sun and then gives it to everybody yes. else. But, you know, he's a little kid, so you still get worried about it, even if you're used to them being sick. Right. So this is another one of those instances that she's having to balance being a mom mm-hmm. and being a mogul. Right. 
I definitely agree. And it was so funny to watch this interview. I was feeling nervous for Jillian. I was like, I know that you're like wanting to see if your son's okay, but put your phone away. You're in this big meeting. Like, I just was like, I don't know how this publisher is going to deal with this. But the publisher, you know, read parts of the book and like heard the ideas, heard the closing statement of the book and was like, you know what? I want to publish this. And what really surprised me was, I guess, that the publisher beforehand was not interested in this book and did not want to publish it. After seeing all of the statistics on how great her books sell, can you imagine like someone saying, you know what, Jillian, I know you're Jillian Michaels and you got this big brand and everything, but I'm not interested in making all this money off of you and your new book. What was this publisher thinking? Well, I think it's kind of a weird space maybe for a publisher because what's kind of ironic is, yes, yeah, she's in this meeting checking her phone about her three-year-old all the time. Uh-huh. But this book is about motherhood. It's about mm-hmm. having a healthy pregnancy, healthy baby, and she has a lot of opinions in there. She was kind of talking about it, you know, giving us a little overview what the chapters are, mm-hmm. and it's very yes or no, like this is my opinion, and sometimes I think that might freak people out. Right. But this publisher, I think, totally agrees with you and I that, right. you know, everything Jillian puts out helps someone in some way, and her fan base is so loyal that it's it's going to sell it's going to help yeah. somebody and i think so many celebrities come out with these cookie cutter books you know like the sugar-coated you know chocolate on top type of thing and i think that this publisher is probably taking a chance on this book because she knows this is going to be something that people are going to want to to read because it's going to be black and white in julian's mind and it's going to be interesting it's going to be relevant it's going to be new and exciting and it's going to be her opinion and that's what i love about when celebrities make books the ones who actually care enough to put their opinion and not care if they're going to offend somebody. Totally agree, because that's why you're going to read that book that's by that right. person. You're not just picking up a generic book. That has their face on the cover. And, yeah. well, and a lot of times, they're not even actually writing their own books. They're ghostwritten. Yeah. So Jillian, you can tell, she puts a lot of care and thought into what she's writing. And I think that it's another kind of just interesting layer to peel away here is that this latest book is on pregnancy and motherhood, and that seems to be the thing that's at the forefront of her mind. Even though she's building this kind of wellness empire, I think to her the most important thing right now are her children and her partner, and that's right. coming out into her work a little bit. Right. And what did you think about whenever they went to the Seventeen magazine interview and uh, Giancarlo was saying... We need to have you appeal to Generation Z. And Jillian's like, I am 40 years old. How am I going to appeal to these 17 to like 23-year-olds or whatever the the age range was for this magazine? That was so funny to see her like go into these young people and say, do you have kids? Okay, don't. Because you're never going to get to sleep in again. You're never going to have get to like wake up hungover again. It was so funny to see her just like lay it out for these girls. And these girls were looking terrified like, I never want children. Well, honestly, that's probably the best advice because that sounds terrifying to me, too. But I love that she does not pander to people. Mm -hmm. She's not trying to become this person and now this person to fit a mold. She is who she is, and she speaks her mind and is just going to go with her opinion and her personality. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I think that makes her more relatable to a younger audience because she's so genuine. I agree. I think she is very genuine, and I think that's something that we see going into this new series. We see something that we've never really seen from her before. And I guess that's the whole point of the series. But it's just really cool that they've allowed us to kind of like peer through the window at like what her normal life at home is. Yeah. And it is a lot crazier than I expected. Very, very crazy with all the trips and like all these people coming in. And I mean, her assistant and her hairstylist, Chloe, I think she's hilarious, by the way. She's like the crazy, wild, funny, like 
comedic relief besides Nicole for the show. I adore her. Um, besides the fact that she's an amazing hairstylist, it's probably part of why Jillian has her on the team as mm-hmm. one of her best friends. She is freaking hysterical, and she gives it right back to Jillian, and yes. I love that. Like, no fear, totally sarcastic. It's hysterical. I love that relationship between them. They've obviously known each other for a long time. I know she said, you bailed me out of jail, and all this funny stuff. And I'm like, I want to know, like, what she did to get in jail that Jillian had to bail her out. I have a feeling Chloe's going to have fun little nuggets of secrets and info for us yeah. throughout the series. I really hope so. She's funny. And part of another thing that I really like about this particular series is reality sometimes can get really sensationalized mm-hmm. and it's all drama. And Jillian's life has enough drama built in yeah. as it is being a mom, being a mogul, being a trainer. And I love that E isn't making it over dramatized. Right. It feels like a real look into her life and like we're getting to know her on a personal level. I definitely feel that also there's not really any stage scenarios besides maybe about the the plane ticket not getting booked. But even then, you could see Nicole was crying over it. Like yeah. so, I honestly think that's really cool. Is like a reality show that is reality. You know, finally something that's real. You know, I know a lot of things are staged in other shows, but it was so cool to see. Wow, like I don't think this can be staged. Like this is this is her real life. And you know, I don't think that they said, "Hey, can you?" I know in reality shows they're like, "Hey, uh, that was perfect. Can you do it again?" I don't think they had to do that with her. I think that whatever you got in that moment of time was what you got from Jillian, and she wasn't going to go back and do anything. She was just going to move on to the next thing. I, I love that about her. She's very blunt. I, I agree. She's super candid. You know, she's not afraid to swear or talk yeah. about things with her kids, like poopy diapers and farting and all the good stuff that you know she just totally puts it all out there and she even does that with her emotions too i knew she kind of balked at being called sensitive but she doesn't hide it at all she she tears up she talks about issues that a lot of people would probably try to put a wall up yeah for sure and uh something that i also thought was absolutely hilarious was whenever they finally went into the meeting for the impact clothing line for kmart so she's saying, you know, we're dealing with three parties here. We're dealing with Kmart, we're dealing with the middleman, and then you're dealing with me. But ultimately, my name is on the clothing, and I want it to be my way. And so this is definitely hard for her, you can see, going in. She's not used to having, like, a third party involved. She wants it her way or the highway. And, you know, she's calling this... Okay, the girl who um, was in the meeting, I don't remember her name... She looked terrified at so Julian. Scared. She was so scared. She's like, <laughs> and she, I think, is kind of a higher up too. I think she's an important person in that middleman company because she was putting her opinions out yeah. there. And Jillian came in so strong with every single word that came out of her mouth that that poor woman's face was just like, yeah. okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and Giancarlo was trying to clean up that mess. He was like, all right, let's get control of this meeting. Let's get control of this meeting. She's like, what are these sketches? These are awful. And he's like, no, she's worked hard on those. Like, let's chill. Otherwise, you're going to lose this business opportunity. Oh, that poor guy. He is such an <laughs> integral part of this team because he is kind of the glue that holds everything together. He, no matter what goes wrong, he'll voice the fact that it drives him crazy, mm-hmm. but he's so grounded and centered yeah. and just gets done what needs to get done. And I am so happy that she has him on the team. I think so too. I think uh, after all of the craziness that goes on, having someone at the end of the day, who's going to be like, look, let's calm down. Let's get to business. Let's put other people's feelings to the side and just get down to what we need to talk about. And I love that about him. He's the, the center that brings everyone back together at the end, which I really thought was funny. And I think obviously you would think that the people that would ground her would be her children, her right. partner. But I know that Heidi looked like she was having a really difficult time with 
everything that's on her plate right now because we see Jillian out and about and, you know, her schedule is very hectic, but then we kind of forget that Heidi is at home balancing three houses, Mm -hmm. two children, and, you know, we've seen Jillian FaceTime with Heidi and Heidi tears up and just says it's really, really difficult. So I'm wondering how that makes Jillian feel when she hears these things. I know. You can tell it definitely bothers her because she's sitting there like, what do you want me to do? Like, what can I do? And Heidi thinks about it, and she's like, you can't really do anything about it. And it's just so sad to see, like, a family back home that's, like, really calling for her attention, like, come back. And I'm sure that's very tough on Julian because she's being tugged by the business world and tugged by the, her family. And so it, it was very it was very nice to see her go back home, though, after mm-hmm. this huge, disastrous trip. You know, some of it worked out. They had a fun time. They resolved things for the most part. They go back home. And then little Nicole comes sneaking in the house with the new box of Kmart clothes. That was just like, I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Is she going to get fired? What's going to happen? And I think Nicole fully 100% thought she was going to get fired. Yeah. I mean, those two mistakes are pretty big. Not in that they're, you know, life or death or whatever. But even when they would replay when they told Nicole to do that. And it was very clear. Very clear. So I think that she was so freaked out, which, you know... Honestly, it's kind of a good thing because yeah. it probably means she's never going to do it again. Right. But I think she walked into there thinking, this is the last time I'll ever do this. Right. She's like, I come bearing gifts. She's got like this new box of Kmart clothes. And Jillian's like, that's the last thing I need right now is another box of their clothes. But um, I was I, I was thinking, you know, she was going to yell at her again and it was going to go down. But she stopped and she was calm. And this is the part that I've never seen about Jillian. She was calm. She collected herself. She talked about the issue, said, I appreciate all the stuff you do. You came back from this very quickly. You bounced back. You helped my kid in New York. And you make mistakes, but we're going to move on. I'm going to teach you. And that was very touching to see. She finally puts her big persona away just to be real and be like, you know what? I forgive you. I thought that that was a really nice moment. And... I also think sometimes, you know, people that with really big personalities like that have a hard time kind of taking that layer off and being softer Mm -hmm. and calm and really saying how they really feel without any sarcasm or joking or anything. And it was really cool to see that she really does care about her team. These people are like family to her. And I loved that closing moment with them. I thought that that was really sweet. Yeah. Which I guess leads us into the predictions segment. This is my favorite part. (laughs) I know. These lights are so trippy, though. I love it. I love it, too. All right. So what are your main predictions of what's going to happen on the next episode? I know we saw a few clips of, like, what's coming next on just Julian, but what do you think is going to happen? So I like that they've given us kind of those little sound bites and little video nuggets of what's going to happen. We see a lot of Julian being really angry about stuff. (laughs) Which seems to be a common theme. Um, but I think that one of the big things we're going to see is how her relationship with Heidi develops. Even though they've been together for seven years, mm-hmm. there's always development in a relationship. And now that people keep bringing up marriage and she's going to be, she's going to officiate someone else's wedding. Right. And I think that might bring this topic up again. And who knows, maybe we will see a Jillian and Heidi wedding, which I know that marriage isn't the be all end all, but. It would be really nice to see. They're such an amazing couple, and I think that it looks at least from the outside like Heidi would really want that. Right. I think definitely after she officiates the wedding, 
being in that moment and officiating the wedding will definitely tug on her heartstrings. She may not think she wants it now, but I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen after she officiates the wedding for sure. I think so too. And um, I have no idea what's going to be happening with this Impact Clothing line. Ugh. I hope it gets better soon because I, I it's like a headache. Like even seeing some of these clothes that they're bringing in, Julian's like, is this a joke? Like seriously, is this like set up? They're like, no, this is what we want to put out. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's just so funny how there's such a big disconnect there. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with the clothing line. I have a feeling my prediction is that they're going to come right back with something amazing and totally blow her mind. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be actually speechless. Yeah. For once. That would be nice. It doesn't happen very often, folks. She's never speechless. But I definitely think that this whole work-life balance is going to be a recurring theme. I think it's kind of the overarching theme of the show. Mm -hmm. So I think that we'll see her have to wrestle with that a lot. And I'm not sure if she's going to, you know, veer to one side more than the other. But I definitely think that's something we're going to see a lot of is this struggle with her. Right. I also think that uh, the relationship between Jillian and Nicole is going to become stronger. And I believe that I, I, I know that Nicole's going to, you know, do a good job. She's going to learn from her mistakes. And you know what? Having what's really sad for her is she's having these mistakes that any of us could make publicized like in front of everyone like she's like an assistant so she's like a normal person she's not in it for the fame and people around the world are talking about her mistakes right now i'm sure that she she didn't sign up for that i'm sure she's she's probably like oh my gosh like people hate me but like it's just so sad like i i I know that she'll do a great job she'll get it together and she's going to wow us in these next episodes i think so too i'm very much team nicole Mm -hmm. and I would be mortified to have myself broadcast to millions of viewers yeah. back in the day when I was an intern or an assistant, <laughs> because usually you make the mistakes and you can try to cover them up on the sly, yeah. or at least it's just between you and your boss and you go home and cry about it. But having that on national television is oh, terrifying. Terrifying. So, you know, I know that we got on to Nicole a little bit today, but I agree with you. I think that she's totally going to step into that role mm-hmm. and she's going to be a badass assistant. For sure. I think we're all rooting for that. Definitely. And I also, you know, one of the important things that's happening in the show is the family time mm-hmm. and the kids and Jillian got to spend some time with her daughter on this trip. So I think that she is going to be making more of an effort Mm -hmm. to include her kids and her partner in this whole work situation so they're not so separate. Yeah, I really hope that we see some more scenes with Phoenix because he is a little fireball. He's just like running around. They can't hardly keep him in control, chewing on her headphones, running up and down the hallways. I I really want to see more of him. He is a cute little guy. I do too. I definitely want to see more of the kids. Um, I love Patient Zero. It's (laughs) hilarious because he is so freaking feisty. Yeah. And he's sick all the time. So I love it. I think it's great. I can't believe he can be sick and crazy at the same time. Like, when I'm sick, I'm literally laying in bed at home like, oh, my gosh, I hate my life. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's going to be really – this is going to be a great season, I think. I'm really happy that this show has come about. Um, so I'm. we're going to be here every other week. Every Sadly, other week. we don't get to see you guys every week, but we will have a third co-host with us. I'm Erin Lane. You can find me on Twitter at LoveErinLane and on Instagram at AlwaysEatYourCake. And I am Dakota T. Jones. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of the above, at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. 
So thank you so much for watching our podcast and our YouTube video. Please give us a thumbs up. Please rate us five stars on iTunes. Download the podcast, and we appreciate all of your support. Leave us comments down below of what you'd like to see in our after show, and we would be happy to respond. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks, and we'll be on the live chat next time, too. So we'll see you guys later. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.